Welcome along then to another big match build-up show. And this episode is sponsored by OneFootball. Do check out the excellent free app to keep up to date the latest transfer news, scores and stats all in one place. To download the OneFootball app, click the link in the description below the show. So here we are then, on the road again. Saints head to the East Midlands once more this weekend, this time to play Claude Powell's Leicester City. Increasing pressure on our former man, and that could well add extra spice to this weekend. But of course, we know as Saints fans, nothing is that easy, of course. So uh, on this week's Normal, we're back to normal preview show I'm joined by our favourite sweary non-PC blogger to take a look back at the Derby result in the FA Cup. And of course, looking at our outlook heading and leading to Leicester. And as for the opposition, we tracked down the UK's best Jamie Vardy lookalike to tell us truly the feelings of the Leicester fans. But is it a familiar tale? They will be thinking more on Saturday about the defeat to Cardiff and the defeat to Newport than they will be about the wins against Man City. If we get an early goal on Saturday, I think the crowd will turn on it. I just, I could just see that happening because they will be looking for any excuse to to go for him. Especially, I mean, imagine being an away fan and you went from Leicester to to watch to that game at Newport. I think, I think this is it. This is the weekend. This is the one. His own, his own old club. I think this is the one. If you don't win this, I think he's gone. I think it will be Southampton that will get him the sack. <laughs> Irony. And do stay tuned later on the show for your bite-sized away guide. But as usual now, of course, the episode is available to download in the card above my head. If you're watching on YouTube or available on most audio platforms in the links below the show. Of course, do let us know if you share any of our thoughts in this week's build-up show. Uh, get in touch in the comments or on the usual social pages. But without further ado then, let's get on with the show as Saints try to outfox the Foxes. So welcome along then to our first half of our big match build-up show and another trip to the East Midlands this weekend as Saints visit Leicester City, Claude Powell's Leicester City and here to give us a, a very sweary, irreverent, non-PC uh, look at on things. Uh, joining us once again is Glenn Delacour, League One minus 10 below. Really good to speak to you again. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, ups and downs over the Christmas period, I guess. But uh, as far as sites are concerned, but uh, yeah, not too bad myself. So uh, happy days. Well, should we get straight to it then? The other sort of East Midlands club uh, visiting uh, Pride Park or the iPro Stadium, whatever it is called now. <laughs> uh, Frank Lampard's Derby County as well. 2-2. I mean, on paper, it's sort of the uh, the same old story, uh, uh, giving away a two-goal lead. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a shame. Um, when I saw the lineup, I, I thought how soft, you know, the central pairing of Warprouse and Slattery looked, um, and I, I did sort of wonder how the how that was going to work out as the game went on. And though it probably wasn't directly through that channel that we conceded, it it didn't surprise me that we were soft towards the end of the game. And yeah, we could easily have won it 3-2 with Elanusi's header, but we equally could have lost it 3-2 in the last minute. So, you know, 2-2 is probably a fair result. Though, really, until they scored one, you couldn't see them getting a goal at all. So it was a bit disappointed from that point of view. And uh, yeah, we've coughed up another game, 
given ourselves uh, another game to play. That's right, and uh, you know, sort of the first half, there was there's really there was really nothing in it, and we we sort of in, in control for the most of the game. And you know, you have to say it was a relatively uh, strong team to start, and it, but I think ultimately what what happened is the naivety and inexperience sort of cost the game. A lot of youngsters featuring on the bench, and a few of them, you know, coming on towards the late last stages. Though it wasn't the youngsters who. who sort of with a problem if you look at the two goals I, I watched them back today actually it's the first time I've seen them and if, if you look on both of them um, Jack Stevens turns his back one you know on the on the second one he turns his back on the shot and on, on the on the first one he's he's, he's he's doing exactly the same thing um, second one of course Bestergaard just passed the ball straight out of play for no readily apparent reason second goal again you know the guy runs in from the from the left wing Cedric doesn't go and tackle him but you know where's the right winger Where, who's who's tracking back you know what, what's, what's going on there so it was I don't think it was the youngsters who sort of like caused the, the soft goals at the end but uh, yeah that's a, that's a problem that Ralph hasn't quite uh, got to grips with yet I don't think and if you get the chance to watch the highlights back again one thing I noticed uh, Cedric his defending for that second goal was almost sort of like a, you know, like a sketch comedy uh, sh- show. He sort of <laughs> throws his bum at it towards trying to t- trying to block the shot of that uh, cracking goal from Lawrence in the end. But uh, yes. a, 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 a reporter headline said that we were cruising to two goals to the good and then had a frantic three minutes where we lost all sense of composure. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's fair enough. I, I never feel like we're cruising towards anything. You know, I'm the on the classic, we're three 0 up with ten minutes to go. We might get a draw. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. That's the way I feel about it. I think that's the last. I think I've always been a bit like that as a Saints fan. But the last sort of like two and a half years, it's it's certainly been that way. Um, at two 0 y- you know that if one goal goes in against us, we're probably going to let in another one. We don't seem to react to setbacks well, um, and, you know, until we've had another one. And uh, that's that's something that you know was prevalent at the start of the season. Like the Brighton game, for example, 2-0 up, 2-1. You knew the next goal was going to be theirs. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's uh, still happening. But, uh, I mean, what all we can say about the derby is that it, it was, you know, kind of a reserve side. So, you know, hopefully that won't repeat itself in the Premier League. Well, you know, before the match there, I suppose their objectives are, are sort of to concentrate on their promotion push. But, uh, you know, it's, a, a, you know, two excellent strikes from, from Derby and, yeah, and, you know, I suppose Hassan Hootel has, has got a task on his hands of trying to eradicate these old errors, and, and, and he even said it sort of a couple of fixtures ago that we, uh, we we were had some bad behaviours. I mean, you know, turning your back on shots, as mentioned earlier, that you know, that's 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 a basic. He's obviously seen something he's not quite happy with with Alex McCarthy. Don't know what it is, but he's you know he's 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 not happy there. I think basically the bad behaviours he's talking about is probably standing off. You know, not staying in teams' faces and, and trying to get on the front foot all the time. I just just think we, we still have these periods of games where we like switch off and like we're gonna have a breather for twenty minutes now or, or whatever and and it, it costs us. And I, I think if I was guessing, that's that's what he's talking about. But you know, we we are always going to struggle to put teams away um, because of our lack of strength up front. So I mean, not not only that as well. Derby, they they've got previous coming from behind an absolutely bonkers sort of a Christmas fixture from three one yeah. down at Norwich and then going on to win three <laughs> four. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, did Derby, I assume, rested a load of their players. That wasn't their that wasn't their first choice side out there. But you know, Lampard's the kind of guy like we hope Hasn't was going to be to 
his his sort of personality and his way of things is is going to rub off on players and and they're going to they're going to go for it no matter what and uh, that that seemed to be the case with um, you know with them in the second half but, they, but you know they really did nothing in the first half um, on Saturday but uh, you know they they only needed to do something for ten minutes and they got a draw against us so well hopefully it's not the same old story uh, next Wednesday is now on BBC One for the TV cameras and. The fixture awaiting us, a trip to Lancashire to Accrington Stanley. Uh, provide us with the Stanley typical, the typical, Stanley. who are they quote. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Didn't Brett Ormerod play for them for a bit? Yeah, well, the, the, he, he started at Accrington, sold on to, I think it was Blackburn, and then they had a, they had a, a, a sell-on fee, which Accrington sort of uh, cashed in from when he signed yeah. for Saints. So, you know, perhaps Accrington got some some uh, Saints to thank for for building their sort, sort of new stadium. Maybe they'll get him on um, on BBC to uh, do the commentary. Though I doubt it. He hasn't. He's got the face for radio, hasn't he? He hasn't really <laughs> got the face for TV. So not like me, obviously. But uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Good on Brett. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could do with him playing up front on uh, the next couple of games. I mean, Accrington. It's it's. Um, I, I read somewhere today we haven't played there since 1959. Um, but. Um, as I kind of hinted at earlier on, we don't get ahead of ourselves as uh, as Southampton fans because. Um, you know, we know that tends to come back and bite you in the arse. So, uh, yeah, let's worry about that one if and when we beat Derby. Yeah, if and when, of course, the uh, the, the big key words, I suppose. But um, one, one player I think we have to single out as well for, for he's coming on leaps and bounds. You know, we saw him in an improvement earlier on the season and he's, he's, he's sort of gone to another, a level sort of under Hazen Hootle, oh, Nathan yeah, Redmond, yeah. you know, a cracking yeah. goal, probably the best I've ever seen him score for Saints and four goals recently in the last five appearances. He's been excellent. Um, he's been excellent all season. Um, you know, at the start of the year, people were pointing to, a, you know, a lack of goals or a lack of assists. But I remember he, he set up the one that Charlie Austin had disallowed that should have been given, you know, which brought on the famous Park Life rant. He um, he set up the one that Shane Long bobbled wide from the edge of the box that was an absolute sitter. So he was being let down by by teammates at the start of the season as as much as he was missing the target himself. Um, and it's it's started to come right for him now, and 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 that's great. Um, and long may it continue, and it's going to have to continue because we're struggling in. in all other areas of sticking the ball in the net so we're, we're kind of relying on him a little bit now um, because if him or Armstrong don't score it, you're kind of struggling to see where the goals are coming from Well right now we're, we're sort of blighted with injuries really and, and, and also yes. to, to contribute in Hoiberg's suspension although having said that the, the replay will also contribute to it so he will return on the Everton game on the 19th but We've got yes. a, a list of injuries here. Lamina's had stomach issues, sort of problems. Ings is going to miss the weekend's game. Bertrand's still out, likely to return a, a, over the next sort of week or two. Obafemi yeah. also missing, and Yoshida out with the Asian Cup. I must admit, the, the Asian Cup thing, I, I, um, I was unaware of that. I don't know if I'd been living with my head in the ground or whatever, but I, uh, I didn't realise he was going to go, which is, which is um, a real shame because he was just beginning to establish himself as, uh, you know, as very important in the centre of that sort of three-man back line and we actually looked relatively solid for for sort of five minutes um, and, and it's a real shame that he's now got to go and I assume in the league game we're going to revert back to a back three and he's going to have to put either Stevens or um, or don't mention his name the, the Dutch bloke yeah, yeah don't mention the other Dutch bloke um, <laughs> Don't mention him, but yeah, you know, he's going to have to make a change there, and you just hope it doesn't upset the uh, 
upset the balance that was beginning to you know look like it might be a good thing there. Yeah, and Yoshida sort of man of the match performance really against Chelsea. And, and I suppose we better sort of touch on the, the, the outgoings as well. I mean, this week, Gabbiadini seeming on his way to Italy, back to Sampdoria. And, and Stephen Davis, you know, uh, excellent stalwart to the uh, to football club, joined Rangers this week. Yeah, I mean, start off with Gabbiadini. It breaks my heart because we've bloody ruined him. We've, we've ruined him. He, you know, hopefully he gets his career back on track. Um you know, I know I'm, a, I'm only really concerned about Southampton and once players leave us, they tend to be dead to me, <laughs> especially uh, especially the ones that go to Liverpool. But Gabby Dini, you can't help but wish him well. There's a real good player in there. And when you see some of the shite that we've had playing up front or we're going to be having playing up front in the next few games, um, it's heartbreaking to me that we haven't been able to get the, get the most out of him. Um, he provided probably the best moment of the last two years when he equalised at Wembley um, against United. Just just for a second, I genuinely thought we were going to win. Uh, and it was just, a, it was a brilliant moment. Um, and he was great when he came in, but we, we just don't seem to have used him to the best of his ability. Um, yeah, Stephen Davis has been magnificent player. Magnificent player for, how long has he been there? Six and a half years. Magnificent player for five years. Um, just always there underappreciated by many but always there always kept the ball moving never had a bad game um, you noticed him when he wasn't there um, last year and a half he, legs seemed to have you know gone a little bit and he struggled against particularly the sort of bigger physical opponents I remember we played we played Spurs once and they had Wanyama and Dembele in midfield and they, they kind of just ran over him all game and you know I just saw that sort of creeping in uh, a little bit um, but he's still obviously got something to offer um, he'll do really well up in Scotland it sounds like it's the place he wants to be it's a brilliant move for him and you know wish him really really well it's very rare for a player to stick around for six and a half years these days that's right and over sort of 200 odd appearances and, and yeah. when, it, when he joined when he turned up at the airport in, in Glasgow everyone was already there to greet him as well so you know excellent servant excellent yes. professional and but uh, Leicester this weekend, uh, I think they're going through uh, a bit of turbulence at the moment. A familiar tale, I suppose. Boring Claude Powell, uh, truly unpredictable moment. Uh, beating sort of Man City, Chelsea over Christmas, and then embarrassingly losing to uh, Cardiff at home, and of course getting knocked out in the FA Cup by Newport on Sunday. He doesn't help himself, does he? He, he really doesn't help himself. It's like things start going well. They have the two fantastic wins. They had a win against Everton as well, which is. You know, that's a decent result. So I think that was away from home as well. Lost to Cardiff in the last minute. But the Newport game, I mean, the FA Cup, I can understand the way things are these days. If you're up near the top of a division or near the bottom of a division, I can understand you resting players because you've got other priorities. If you're where Leicester are, seventh or eighth, that's where they're going to finish. They're not going to qualify for Europe. They're not going to go down. And he's basically tanked an FA Cup game. Um, that's a hanging offence in my book for where Leicester are that's dreadful hopefully that'll play into our hands a bit this weekend because I think a number of Leicester fans that they were kind of they wanted to get rid of him and then they had a couple of wins and football fans being what they are they kind of okay well we've won these two games but they will be thinking more on Saturday about the defeat to Cardiff and the defeat to Newport than they will be about the wins against Man City. If we get an early goal on Saturday, I think the crowd will turn on him. I just, I could just see that happening because they will be looking for any excuse to to go for him, especially 
I mean, imagine being an away fan and you went from Leicester to, to watch to that game at Newport. And, um, you know, that, that's just that's just shocking. I know they've they tried to, I know Wes, Wes Morgan was trying to make noises today saying, oh, you can't blame him, you can't blame him. You bloody can. That's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just shocking, shocking disrespect for the FA Cup. Well, I think it's it's fair to say he'll be under sort of serious scrutiny if if if, uh, if, he, if he loses the game at the weekend. So let's let's yeah, wrap it up then, uh, Glenn. Give us your score prediction. Uh, I'll visit the King Power this Saturday. One nil to us. All right. I'm quite, I'm quite optimistic. One nil to us. I don't know why. I don't know who the bloody hell's going to score for us. But you know, it looks like if if everything's to be believed that it's going to be Shane Long up front. Doesn't it? That's, so you do kind of wonder maybe something will bounce in off the trampoline touch and um, you know we'll get a goal that way. But yeah, I, just, I, I have a feeling we're gonna uh, we're gonna nick this one one nil. All right, I'll take that all day long. Just remind everybody where we can find your uh, very sweary non PC blog. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, called League One minus ten. You can Google that and it, it comes up. It's www.league one minus ten. The one is O N E. Um, so league one minus 10.blogspot.com uh, I'm also on Twitter of course at L1 minus 10 um, it's been going for 10 years now which I didn't realise till someone pointed out the other day so this is it, this is the 10th season and I'll probably celebrate the end of the 10th year by retiring I think <laughs> <laughs> Glenn really, really good to speak to you again and, and we'll speak again soon alright cheers then bye Huge thanks once again then to Glenn, a.k.a. the League One Minus Ten blog. Now, it's been 10 years since he started that site, and it is worth saying, you know, a massive well done, mate, for all your efforts and and keeping most of us sort of entertained over, over the years. Do keep it up. We enjoy it, and hopefully uh, some of you guys watching or listening to this show do check it out as well. Uh, but now it's time to tell you your Bite Size Away Guide. And if you're heading up on the trains, once again, it's a magical mystery tour of the Midlands. And we managed four splits to uh, to Derby via Birmingham last weekend. So a very similar route uh, again this week. Uh, and if you are arriving at the train station in Leicester, it is about a mile and a half walk or a 25 minute walk uh, to the football ground. But there are a couple of pubs literally on the train station's doorsteps. So uh, a couple to choose from there. Otherwise, if you're heading for a pre-match pint around the ground, then the standard procedure is usually the counting house. Just a short walk up the road, available with your uh, standard lagers, ciders, uh, soft drinks, etc. And live sports on TV. And one top tip as well, if you're heading to this pub at the weekend, do download the Green King season ticket app uh, to your phone and you can redeem 10% off select drinks whilst the uh, football is live on TV and there is a much midday game so uh, do make use of that app whilst you're there but that's that and uh, now it's time to speak to our opposition and we find out why the inconsistencies in Claude Puel's camp Welcome along then to our second half of our big match build-up show and another trip to East Midlands and uh, Usually we speak to Phil from 100% uh, LCFC, <laughs> but uh, substituting in uh, this mm. time round is uh, the UK's best Jamie Vardy lookalike, Lee Chaffee. Really good to meet you, mate. You said you weren't going to say that. <laughs> uh, how are you being, mate? 
Yeah, cheers for having me on, mate. Uh, so we get straight to it then. Uh, you said I, I shouldn't ask you about it, but I will. Um, I, sh- oh, I suppose I sh- probably the biggest result of the weekend. Uh, Leicester losing two yeah. one to, at Newport. Seven changes. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of your, your your main players really Vardy, Maguire, Schmeichel, Chilwell, and a couple yep. others all missing. Seven changes from club. Well, how, how what did you pin it down to? <laughs> I think you said the the two words club. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to that, ain't you? When you had him at your place, rotation and stuff. It's great that he brings youngsters in and gives them a chance. But I think he, he he rotates so much. I think he loses his own bearings of what he's got on the field. So, so the, the Newport game. Um, what, what do you blame it on? Is it just it was, pure, purely the purely purely the, ro- the rotation, or or is it Newport really up for the cup? Newport were definitely up for it. They gave us a right good game. To be fair. Um, we didn't put the chances away. Um, Inacio is just not good enough. Man City seen us coming with that one. He's, uh, he's, he's starting to climb up that ladder of the worst buy we've ever bought. I, I think he's, he's that bad. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, I think you've got to give credit to Newport. We were crap, but but at the end of the day, they wanted it more. They put their chance away. We didn't put our chances away. We have the best, apparently, I don't know if this is true, we have the best stats for the second half in the Premier League. If the if the Premier League was based on the second half, we would be top, apparently. So having said that, I didn't see anything in the second half that was really much different to the first. So I don't know. Well, like, like, like you said just a second ago, um, a rotation policy, I can see stark comparisons. Uh, and I suppose yes. a, a rotation policy that wouldn't look out of place on the walks at the fairground. It's, it's a bit weird, to be honest with you, because when you think Andy King for Leicester, he's not played a game in just, I think it was just over 12 months, and all of a sudden he's got a game. It's like, what? You know, don't make sense to me. Do you know that actually brings me on perfectly to my next point? My next point was Andy King. He, he come on for a cameo for the first time in, well, I suppose, 12 months. He was away at Swansea before. Him. But this is a very similar episode that we've seen with uh, Jose Font back at Southampton. Um, you okay. know, it, I think it's fair to say Andy King, one of your club legends, you know, being from yeah. League One all the way through to win the Premier League, not getting a game. And I'm know. not knocking him, by the way. I'm not knocking him. But to bring someone on that's been out of out of it for 12 months... It really shows disrespect to the court, I think, on Pule's behalf. Uh, well, as an outsider, um, it seems like a very similar story. A lot of the same catchphrases coming out of the Leicester support. Boring, well, sideways passing, you yeah. know. Uh, but it, it can't be that bad, surely. I mean, you're seventh in the Premier League in a league of your own, effectively. I know. It's, 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 I don't know. It's hard to explain. The fan base has gone Marmite. It's it's bizarre. Um, I've never been in a situation like this before with fans where it really is horrific. On If you go on social media, on Twitter or Facebook, you see the comments. I'd say it's a 60-40 split at the minute for Pure Out, maybe more. I mean, 100% LCFC did a poll and we got something like 80-something percent on one poll, um, which I think was the defeat to Cardiff at home after we'd just beat Chelsea and Man City, the two previous champions, and then we lose at Cardiff, which is the Leicester way, by the way. That was always coming, but it's just that's us. That You could write that. We, I think we hold some stupid records for some stupid results, and that's one of them. You know, you beat two previous champions and you lose to Cardiff. It doesn't make sense. And then you lose into Newport. 
Well, for me, it's uh, it's your, it's your typical consistently inconsistent team at the moment. You know, Christmas wins against, like, say, Man City, Chelsea, yeah. but embarrassments against Cardiff and Newport. It's bizarre. Uh, it's it's almost <laughs> it's almost like that we're seventh because of maybe other results around us and not our own results. That makes sense. Well, I was listening along to uh, some of the five live clips um, a day or so ago when you. When you got knocked out um, on Sunday afternoon, there was a caller. I don't know his name. I can't remember it. You might know him, but he said uh, Puel was a total disgrace. Disrespected the FA Cup. He must go now. I'm kind of on the fence because at the minute I've been backing Puel all the way because we're seventh. If you go back ten years, we were in League One, fighting for you know to get back into the Championship, and you know, okay, we weren't fighting, but you know what I mean. Um, and when I was a kid, we were a yo-yo side. We were up and down in the, in the Prem and in, in the Division One, the old Division One. Um, so if you fast forward that now, I'd, I'd snap your hand off if you said, oh, we're going to be sitting between 7th and say 10th in the Premier League season after season. I'd be snapping your hand off. But it seems like because we've won the Premier League a couple of years ago, it's affected the fans' um, I suppose, in, in a way, it's just their expectations have been blown out of proportion. And you've got to bring it down to realistic. There's six big, big clubs above seventh. They are huge. Those six sides above are massive. Compared to where we are as a club, they're huge. And we're relying on one of those teams to potentially make a mistake, to nick six spot. That's the only way you'd ever nick it because you're not competing with them top six. We're, the, we're top of the league, the rest of the league. Mm. We're top of the rest of the league. That's how I see it. I suppose there's, there's very similar, I suppose, sort of our, our expectations in our fan base. Well, we had that terrific win the year that you won the uh, the Prem, of course, but a bit like our fan base, our expectations have been have been hired and we're not reaching those objectives because of we, we've we've got that moderate success um, over the last sort of few years, uh, year on year progression. And, uh, you know, but I suppose, Claude well, how many more opportunities, how many more possibilities uh, will he have? I think I think this is it. This is the weekend. This is the one. His own his own old club. I think this is the one. If you don't win this, I think he's gone. I think it will be Southampton that will get him the sack. Irony. Uh, yeah. No. Seriously. <laughs> uh, put a bet on that, guys. If you when you when you're watching this video, put a bet on that. All right. So uh, all that being said, I mean, Phil likes to ask me every time I appear on your preview show. Uh, give us a score prediction and a first goal scorer. I think we're going to score first if we play the right spine. Maguire needs to be on, Mendy needs to be on, Madison needs to be on, and Vardy needs to be on as a central spine in that in that team. Uh, if that's played, Vardy's going to score a goal. But I think we still might lose it, you know. Um, I don't want to say this because obviously I'm going on your on your <laughs> side of your videos, but I think you guys might might come down and do us and bye bye Pule. All right. Well, I'd love, absolutely love that and really good. I don't want to give you a score, but I will say 2-1. I think we'll score first and you'll come back. And well, hang on a minute. You're actually predicting Saints come from behind to win a football game. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that'll, you, that's what will get us sacked because you've not won one from behind yet, have you, this season? Uh, no. Well, no, we haven't. No, not for a long time even. Right. Okay. I didn't know it was for a long time, but this season, I, I tried to check the results earlier of you guys. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's what does us. Well, Maybe that's going to do pure. Maybe Southampton's going to put pure out. Well, well there, there you have it then. And, and you've got a podcast of your own, not just on 100% LCFC, but just tell everybody where we can find you as well, mate. 
Yeah, so uh, search for me on YouTube, Lee Chappie. Uh, you'll find me on there. Uh, I do some videos. I do Premier League uh, news every day, just like a four-minute video, just round up stuff. Um, I'm featured on the Real FFS podcasts. Uh, I'm on the TV show on Channel 4 as well. And do a few other bits and bobs. Check out 100% LCFC on SoundCloud and, you, and iTunes. Uh, I'm putting out my own as well soon as well. So I'll just keep, just follow me at Lee underscore Chappie on Twitter. That would be the thing to do. Great stuff. Really good to speak to you. And uh, we'll catch up on the weekend, mate. Yeah, good luck. So once again, then a massive thanks to Lee Chappie. Uh, do make sure you check him out on our 100% LCFC and all of his social pages. Do subscribe to his YouTube channel if you want to see more from him on Leicester or just Premier League in general. Uh, cheers for speaking to us this week, Lee. But I think it is fair to say if, uh, if Leicester... Uh, don't get a result over Saints at the weekend. I think Monsieur Puel's position uh, could be under serious scrutiny. And uh, can we, ironically, add the proverbial nail to the coffin? But what do you guys think? I'm interested to find out your thoughts. Uh, let us know your predictions in the comments below. Anyway, that does wrap up this week's show. Big thank you for watching, for listening along. Uh, do let us know if you're heading to Leicester, to the King Power this weekend. Only one thing left from me is come on you saints.